Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. We can find all that we need in you. Help us to look to you only. You alone. Amen. Going through Colossians, up to Colossians chapter 1, 15 to 20. Put your finger in that. Just want to add to um, uh, what was said to Luke and your whanau, you are welcome. They, they, um, they said of Jesus, Jesus is the most uh, inclusive, exclusivist the world has ever seen. <laughs> most inclusive, exclusivist the world has ever seen. So, um, uh, Luke, uh, in your whanau, you are welcome. No maharamai. You're welcome. If you're from uh, England or America, you're welcome. If you're from South Africa, you are welcome. Nice to have you amongst us. If you're from Auckland, you are welcome. Uh, uh, you're welcome. And uh, the question today is this. What is Jesus like? What is Jesus like? The Irish playwright George Bernard Shaw famously said, God created man in his image and man decided to return the favor. We have that tendency, eh? To create God in our image. To create God in our image. So what is Jesus like? What is Jesus like? I will show that first picture. In an African-American church one time in the Sunday school, there was uh, in the Sunday school the famous image of Christ painted by Warner Salmon in 1940. And this has been reprinted half a billion times. And in this Afro-American Sunday school, um, what had happened is this picture had been taken down and removed and replaced by an Afro-American image. (laughs) And the Sunday school teacher explained that Jesus was not an Afro-American. And one of the young men in the class muttered, well, he ain't no honky either. (laughs) So the question is, what is Jesus like? Interesting, there is no, in the Bible, there is no physical description of Jesus. We have no description in the Bible that tells us whether Jesus was tall or short or big or thin, the color of his hair or eyes. Nothing in the Bible indicates what Jesus looked like. So probably he didn't stand out much. Probably he looked like a lot of first century people in Palestine at that time. Probably he did not look Swedish. In fact, Isaiah's prophecy, uh, Isaiah 53, indicates there was nothing special in the way that Jesus looked. But what is Jesus like? What is Jesus like? We're going to look at that in 1 Colossians verses 15 to 20. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, 
visible, invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers, authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. What a great scripture. Don't you love it? What is Jesus like? Jesus is the image of God. Jesus is the image of God. You know what Jesus looks like? Do you want to know what Jesus looks like? Do your friends and your family want to know what God likes and what he looks like? Jesus. Tell them, Jesus is the exact representation of the unseen God. Jesus is what God looks like. Hebrews 1, 3 says, adds uh, exact to it. He is the exact representation. Te tino ahua. What is Jesus like? What is God like? He's like Jesus. And three things about that. First one, Jesus is old. Verse 16 and 17. Jesus is old. One of the lies of our day and age is that the Jesus way is a relatively new religion. You know what? Jesus always existed. How old is that? Jesus always existed. He was there in the beginning. He helped create everything. Jesus is old. There never ever was a time called BC because there never was a before Christ. Jesus always existed. Before the dawn of time, he helped create. This makes the Christian faith the most ancient of all faiths. And everything else is introduced after that. Jesus is old. Now, it is true that Jesus came in the flesh 2,000 years later. That's true. But Jesus always always existed. And this is the essential doctrine of the Trinity. Three equal parts of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Genesis 1.26 says this. Listen to this. Let us, let us make man in our image. Let us Make man in our image. Uh, kia hanga tātou. Ite tangata. Kia rite kia tātou. Let us. Tātou is what? Uh, our, our Māori students. Tātou, is that singular or plural? Two, is it two or three or more? Let us. Tātou. Make man in our image. Let us. So, so Jesus was there at the creation 
of all things, right, right, right back then. Jesus is old. How old is that? Right at the beginning. What is Jesus like? He's old. Secondly, Jesus is powerful. Verse 16. My friend in Auckland, he grew up uh, in Auckland, but from, from the island, from Niue. And as an adult, he visited Niue. And uh, one thing surprised him was how strong the old men were. So he was about to go fishing with some of the old men, and they um, were getting the boats and um, flipping them up over themselves and walking down to the water. And he was, he's a strong guy, he was a prop, but he could not do it. He could not match these old guys. Now Jesus is old, but he's also powerful. Uh, verse 15, the firstborn, it says, firstborn. This is not about his, really about his age, it's about the power of Jesus. Very important in uh, non-Western societies where you come in the lineup. You know, in Māori there's tuakana tēna, and tuakana has, has way more prestige than the tēna. Um, Deuteronomy 21, the firstborn gets double inheritance. Jesus is powerful. Look at the scope of his powers. Things that are visible, invisible, seen, unseen. Christ is in control of thrones, powers, rulers, authorities. Refers not to what is seen, but the unseen. You know, good and bad angels. Jesus has power and authority over them all. And and at this time, (coughs) when this letter was first written to the church at Colossae, it seemed there was a teaching about uh, intricate hierarchy of spiritual beings. And Paul writes, the scripture teaches here, that all beings had Christ as their creator and Christ as their final disposer. Jesus starts them off and he will finish them off. Jesus is powerful. Verse 18, he is the head of the church, which is his body. Jesus is Lord of the church. The picture of the church being a body, we see it also in uh, Corinthians 12, Romans 12, verse 19. All the fullness of God was put into Jesus so that in all things he might have supremacy. Jesus is powerful. He's old, but he's powerful. He's powerful, but he's active. Verse 20, he reconciles all things. Uh, one thing we noticed when we lived in Africa, that, that life was so hard, it was really hard to get a permanent job that was not just subsistent agriculture. And a whole lot of effort was, was getting the job. However, what we notice, what you see, is that once the job is uh, attained, especially a high-status job, like a job in the office, many of the bosses did not expect to work very hard. The job, the, the effort wasn't getting the job. Once you had the job, well, you had the job. One time, I remember, we, I had to pay th- uh, three bills, a power bill, water bill, phone bill. I had to go to make, I counted 13 trips to different offices trying to find the boss man, and you can only pay the boss man. But he was out roaming <laughs> because he had the job. But Jesus, even though he's powerful, 
He's active. He's active. We see here, he's active. Verse 20, he's busy. All all things will be reconciled to him, by him. Everything that has been in rebellion will finally submit to him, whether they like it or not. Jesus himself makes peace. Jesus himself makes peace. Jesus is the peacemaker. And there's a difference between a peace lover and a peacemaker. Show you a couple of pictures. Uh, this is a peacemaker coming up. Peacemaker. How can you tell what's he got on his head? The blue United Nations peacemaker headwear. So that's the peacemakers. And there's also, this is a peace lover. That's different. Jesus was the ultimate peacemaker, giving up his life so that we could be reconciled to God, forgiven by his death. And that's active. Our last picture. You know, think about that. That's a peacemaker. And sometimes peacemakers take a few bullets. I can tell you that. (laughs) Hebrews 7, Jesus 25, always lives to intercede for those who draw near to God. Jesus is active. Active. He's still active. He's interceding for us even now. He's praying for us, for you even now. He's active. Now, this is different from many faiths at the time at Colossae. There were, at that time, you know, they had a aware of Creator God, but also there seemed like there was a um, a range of spiritual entities that they were talking about. And the trouble is, if you have a, a God that is not active, that's out there, He's made the world, and now He's left it to its own devices, what happens is people will put in intermediaries. And that's called deism, where God is like a watchmaker. He makes a watch, and then it just goes by itself. Tick tock, tick tock. And then into that gap, in floods spiritual intermediaries. And Paul, the scripture here is saying, that's not right. It's not good. It's not helpful. Jesus is an active God. Go direct to Jesus. He's the one and only you need to go to. In fact, we're about to celebrate that next week, the incredible interest and sacrifice of Jesus for us. Doesn't just end there. He continues to be interested, continues to reconcile. Most of all, you know, these six verses show this, the supremacy of Christ. The supremacy of Christ. If you take away anything today, take away that. The supremacy of Jesus. Jesus said this, John 10, verse 30, I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is supreme. 
if you, I promise you this, if you stay loyal to that, if you stay loyal to Jesus, you will not be the most popular snitch on the beach. That is not what the world likes. They like diversity. They like different spiritual paths. Spiritual intermediaries. But when you say, Jesus is the way, that's different. I and the Father are one. All is found in Jesus. But there's other thoughts out there. Last week in Gisborne, we celebrated the um, Festival of Colour, or the uh, Festival of Holly, it's called. And so there's um, running around with the colour. Uh, the night before, the, the first part of it is it celebrates the, um, the burning of a demoness called Holika. And what happens in that part of the celebration, the night before, is um, people will walk around and say prayers to spiritual intermediaries. And then the next day is the festival of colour. You know, but for the followers of Jesus, there's not many paths to God. There is one path. There is one path. Jesus is supreme. The supremacy of Christ. Will you be loyal to him? Let's stand up. Can we have the music team again? We'll play that Jesus at the center of it all. We're going to have just a time of silence to start and allow the Holy Spirit uh, to speak to you and in your, you can just speak back if you want in your mind or Say quietly, uh, your prayer to Christ, will you be loyal to him? It seems like he's saying he is everything. And he asks for your everything. Will you be loyal to Christ? Holy Spirit, come and speak to us now. Speak to your church. You're the head of the church. You're supreme. Your body. Pray, Holy Spirit, just uh, speak now to your people. Some of you might want to um, confess that you haven't been as loyal to Jesus as he's asking of you. That's all right. He loves to forgive. He loves to forgive. And you can say that now. patient and just, you will forgive. Mm. You bring blessing to those that honor you. Thank you, Lord. Um, as we sing, we'll have our, some of our prayer people, if they can come up, and if you'd like uh, prayer, people here would love to pray with you. Bless you.